do you consider yourself normal? Then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals show. Listening to Byron and Alicia, the Weird Mountain Gals. Do you knock with a Midwestern accent when you when you're out west? Knock, 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 knock. I'm knocking from Tennessee. <laughs> no, just when I'm getting used to you being way out west, you show up in Tennessee. Tennessee doesn't seem so far away, does it? No, no. We're neighbors right now. So you're at Puff. I'm at Pagan Unity Festival for the first time in many, many years. And I'm a, having so much fun. I bet it's a happy time. Yeah. It, it is. is. I've been so glad to see people and so glad. And there have been people who've actually been glad to see me. Isn't that well, nice? <laughs> I am not surprised at all. Well, so, it has been hilariously fun. Has it? So, you know, I wanted to talk about that a little bit on the podcast, if you don't mind, because Not I bet you that a lot of people kind of have a an idea of what a pagan festival, a modern pagan festival would be. And I'm not so sure that it would be the right thing that they would be imagining. I mean, what do y'all <laughs> It's probably not nearly as exciting as they think it is. The order is that uh, everybody sort of gathers around around breakfast time and some festivals will supply coffee and some, you know, you have to pay for coffee. There's usually coffee to get everything started. Okay. And then and then there will be classes all day. Okay. Usually from about 10 o'clock to about four o'clock. Then there is a break for dinner and uh and then there will sometimes be a ritual or sometimes be a musical act that is there so you can go all day to classes and different kinds of things and then uh have some music at night and then and then after the music there is often a drum circle around a bonfire Mm -hmm. and you can come down and you can dance around the circle or you can bring your drums so it makes it a very full, long day, but not nearly as wild and free and abandoned as probably people think it is. Are we supposed to be telling that to them? <laughs> oh, yeah, because we, we want more people to come to festivals. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I mean, we are in a very, very nice state park called Henry Horton State Park. Oh, yeah. It's just beautiful here, but <clears throat> there are often places that I go and I tour that are not beautiful. You know, sometimes yeah. they're old CCC camps yeah, or old Boy Scout camps. And they're, I mean, they are serviceable if a little bit rough. And then some of them are rougher still because they're older still. And then some places are just on somebody's private land where yeah. they've got adult, some big flat spaces. And, they, you know, they bring in a dozen porta potties, bing, 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 and a water source, and you, you've got a festival. Yeah. So it, they run from the very, very primitive 
in the sense of facilities of any kind. So the kind of gathering where you would have to bring in your own water and food, shelter, all of that, oh. all the way to ones that are in big, fancy hotels. Really? That's yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the well, comfort fest. <laughs> yeah, and we've been talking this this weekend a lot about how much older we are all, and you know, and then we've had COVID to deal with. So there, we're feeling a little bit of the weight of the world, I think. And you know, some people just they they could camp easy twenty years ago, and now camping is not easy, and for some people it's impossible. It camping is something that you have to kind of can do all the time to for it to be easy because the, there's a certain way you need to pack there's certain things you need to do I know you know all about that oh and, yeah uh, oh yeah the, the thing is is the older you get and I'll talk about this all the time because you know what when I was young in my young years which were not that long ago but when I was young I could just you know sleep on a rock <laughs> And I didn't have to pack my medicine. I could just go uh-huh. out and camp, you know. And now there are things that I want to bring along. The older I get, the more spoiled and soft I am, you know. So now I want to bring my, my, my favorite pillow. Oh, I can't go if I don't have my good pillow, you know. I mean, yeah. stuff like that. And it's like, it does not make it easy to camp anymore. No, it does not. And I've, I've had several people my age who have uh, gotten little uh, travel trailers, you know, that you can pull on the back of the car. Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah. they just want a place where they can sleep, where they're comfortable. Yeah. And the rest of the time, they don't mind roughing it and sitting in the camp chair or whatever. But they yeah. just want that, whatever it is, eight hours of getting ready to go to sleep, sleeping and waking up. Yeah. They just want to be able to be comfortable in that. And then they can, they can handle the rest of it. So yeah. I've been hearing a lot of people getting these little different you know those ones that look like teardrops yeah you, you can just pull on if you got a stout car it'll pull it i don't think yeah, i pull anything with a corolla but if you've got like a subaru like i bet your car will pull some it would it would they all make tents that go along with your vehicle and for yeah. most cars like for your car if i had your car what i would do to get ready for festival life is i would probably invest uh, the 50, somewhere between 50 and a hundred dollars or find one used if you can set of blow up pillows that go in your back seat and they're made to fit your car in the back seat. They have a support there so that, you know, if you are wider or moving around, you know, if you want it to be wider than this, than the size of your back seat, these pillows support that. So it, it turns it into the back seat into a very comfortable twin size bed. Let's see, I, I would do that for sure. And I would also probably make or invest in, but I may have one at the house, uh, these things that you put uh, on your window, you can roll your window down and it's a, a magnet and the magnet holds a screen for you. And that way you can camp still have a, a window open you can car camp and not wow. have to worry about the mosquitoes oh what a clever idea huh? yeah thank you i thought of that one myself although i'm sure somebody else has thought of it but <laughs> uh, yeah but to me it was a big i used to spend a lot of time trying to invent things to make camping better for instance uh-huh and, 
I'll give this to the world. Somebody do this because it'll help everybody. Why would, you know, why not use the water power? So many people camp beside a stream of some sort or a river of some sort. Why not put, toss in uh, a little set of fins that will move with the water movement and let it run a line up to your tent so that you could heat the bottom of your tent in the winter if you wanted to, or turn well, it into so smart. or turn it into some lights or charge your phone or something. Yeah. I mean, why smart. would you not do that? If you camp a lot, it wouldn't be, uh, of course, I don't know, but I think it wouldn't be that hard. I mean, I would do it, except I don't know how, I don't know that technology. Somebody, if somebody designed one and made it available, I would use it. Mm-hmm. Same, same. I mean, it's easy for me to think up ideas. <laughs> so, well, okay, let's change the subject. I wanted to really ask you about what was going on in your travels. This, it had, I guess it had been a while since you had traveled out west. Is that right? Yeah, I, I started the festival season going south. Um, and yeah, this is the first set of going west, but there's another set later in the month and another set in July of all, all times. Um, yeah, the travels have been good, but they've been, I'm just going to say that shooting of all those little youngins in Texas has still, that has hit me so hard. Like I'm, I'm crying right now. My eye, tears are rolling down my face. Oh, man. That has hit me so hard. And to be away from my home community, because we would have had ceremonies in the temple and we would have been yeah. down by the river to scatter memories and let, we would have done all of that. But I'm on the road, so I haven't been able to do it. And you know, that hurts my heart. I'm sure. I thought about you a lot since that's happened because I knew it would and I could tell by your posts that you were deeply affected and I mean who wouldn't be really I don't know if you're not I don't know what to say well Ted Cruz apparently isn't (laughs) probably no other politician is thinking about it other than oh woe is me and wringing their hands well they've (laughs) Yardman and I had a conversation about that not too long ago. Oh, uh, did you? Yeah, yeah, because there are a lot of ideas out there floating around, and some of them are just damn ridiculous. Some yeah. of them are just them trying to deflect and spin and so on. Some of them have some merit, though. And my question is, as a person who has really definite views and opinions, it's really <laughs> hard to change my mind. Mm. Okay, so you could say that with people who are passionate on either side. So how hard is it going to be to to get some compromise going? Because I actually think that some of it is right. I think I think the first place that I really heard people getting vocal about the mental health aspect of this stuff was on the right. And then the left started, uh, took it up too. Although I'm sure that on the left, we have thought about that many times. Actually, I've heard you speak about it too, but it, it wasn't like a campaign thing. Um, no, oh no. Yeah. In fact, yes, I think all kinds of 
there could be all kinds of forward motion on on all of these issues if we treated this epidemic of gun violence as a public health issue. And we weren't pointing fingers at people and we weren't raising class distinctions and we weren't doing any of that ugly, divisive garbage that we all tend to do to each other. Right. We could just say this is a public health issue and look at who's doing the shooting and check out their past and go, is there is there a common denominator? What makes somebody be? A, a mass shooter like that. What makes them do it? Because they don't just wake up in the morning and, and go, I'm going to buy a bunch of guns today and kill some young ones. They don't do it like that. It's something that's been creeping up for years that either nobody noticed or nobody cared enough to do anything about. Or it, ne- yeah, it never occurred to some of them. I'm yeah. sure, but I, I <laughs> The answer is is so complex. It's a recipe of things because these are humans we're talking about, but the common denominators that can be figured out. People just yeah. have to get off their agendas and make the one agenda to be okay. that stop the killing. Yes. Yes. And how do we do that? And have, mean, multiple, have multiple ways because Neither if if it isn't if it is divided into two sides and it may be divided into more, nobody's got the answer or they would have put it out there and it would have been done. It would have been done by now. So it's, it's going to end up. Well, you know, as a as a country, what we need to do is is fix it and then heal when well, we need to heal. And, you know, healing is a process. It's right. not always an epiphany. No. Boom, you're healed. It's a process. I mean, I learned that myself when I hurt my shoulder. Like, it's not one thing that I need to do to make it feel better. Mm-hmm. I have to do a combination of things, including, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it's a process. Right, right. And so, I don't know what the answer to that is. I really don't well, I, because... It's because it's not just one question. It's a whole bunch of questions. And, you know, maybe it does start with mental health. I think that's a good a good first option because we systematically in this country have have destroyed any kind of mental health support network system. And no, a state a state run mental hospital is not a good idea. But it was a place where they got they got a roof over their heads and meals. I don't know what else happened, and they didn't. Ha- Certainly, the idea was not to cure them or make them more able to live in society. It was to warehouse them, and that's yeah. not right either. But we don't have any of that now, and yeah. the few companies that offer that kind of service are either really really expensive to use, and insurance doesn't cover it, or it's a pitiful nonprofit that doesn't have enough people, doesn't have enough staff and has far too many clients. So it's heartbreaking to watch. And people need to be able to talk to a professional yeah, and then decide if it helps them or not. Yeah. Yeah. The whole grieving process, people are, they're not grieving. They're getting mad. And I'm not so sure that I'm not one of them. Yeah. Did I say not enough time? (laughs) 
<laughs> My English teacher from wherever she's at just raised an eyebrow at me. <laughs> Thought you better than that? Wow. <laughs> oh. So, uh, well, you know, I, I didn't really mean to make it uh, bring up this subject. But oh, it's a good subject, I think. So what's happening around the country with it? The people that you're meeting right now? Heartbreak, heartbreak, heartbreak. And the people that I'm meeting now are people that haven't probably seen each other in several years. Mm -hmm. So there is every festival I've been to so far this year, there is a sense of euphoria. Oh, wow. To see people that they've not seen that maybe what maybe that person was sick during COVID. So there was that fear there. Yeah. Uh, it's just been, it's been delightful and nobody's been too grumpy and it's been really, really good. And people, I mean, I started this recent leg in North Dakota. They were just jewels, just wonderful. Hmm. And then I went from there down to Heartland in Kansas and wow. they were all they were all so kind. We had such a good time. And now we're over here at Pagan Unity Fest in Middle Tennessee. And this, is, this has been a lot of fun, too. I've had so much fun. I've taught two classes so far. Yeah. Tonight I'm going to do a ritual about 845. Oh, cool. Um, tomorrow, about four or something, I'm going to teach my last class. And then I'm going to help Miss Selena Fox do her class tomorrow evening. Nice. Yeah, it's good. So what, do you mind if I ask what kind of classes you've got? This oh, time? no, not at all. I'm just teaching one a day. And sometimes I do teach more than that. But this time, just three classes. The first one I did is my class on candy magic. And some of y'all have, I know, have either heard me talk about that class or seen it. Because we've done it on Zoom a couple of times. Yeah. Today I did Honey on the Stones, which was very well received and had a big, big crowd. That's and, then, okay. um, and then tomorrow I'm doing In Search of Endarkenment, which is one of my newer classes. And it's all about exploring what the night brings to us and how healing happens in the dark and all that stuff. It's a fun class, but we're going to play around with the concept of endarkenment instead of enlightenment. You know, that's appropriate, too. Oh, yeah, I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. I think as a nation, we have hidden from our shadow for so long. Yeah. And that's well, part, of, part of what our problem is. Yeah. Well, part, yeah, you're right about that. And it, we're not set up. We weren't. We weren't mentally prepared, not to mention the rest of the way you need to be prepared emotionally and all of that. We've all had yeah. so much loss, even the ones that haven't been sick. Absolutely. Had, you know, we've all we've all had things to be traumatized by at this point. And we are not the same people that we were the last time we saw each other. No. So, so that's no. that's a that's got to be a strange feeling for you. And plus, you're you're that your circles on the ground woman, you know, and you're watching how this is, how this is shaping up. Yeah. It's been, and it's been sometimes very heartening watching what's, uh, what's shaping up. Yeah, I haven't been back to this festival in many years, uh, Pagan Unity Fest. And I, I was invited back last year, but I already had a commitment to something else. 
So I came back this year and it has been so much fun to see people I haven't seen in so long. But what's been weird is that their children that I knew as, you know, four and five year olds are now almost grown. Oh, and I'm like, that is not so-and-so. Well, yeah, of course it is. But the last time I saw him, he was this tall. Yeah. It's been, it's been funny, probably hard on the kids, harder on the kids than on the rest of it. Yes. I, I guess kids, kids today, they probably look at us the way that we looked at our parents, you know. Oh, you know, you know they do. That's something that oh, oh my God, you are so impossibly dumb. How'd you get to be an adult? Yeah. And then and then they get to be adults and their kids yeah. think, Oh, how'd you get to be so impossibly dumb? How'd you get to be an adult? Yeah. I mean, generation after generation. Yeah. So what do you think is the driving force, if you will? behind the desire to have a festival for, for, for uh, you for know with, pagan roots yeah, yeah um it's important because for so long there weren't a, not a lot of central hubs for the study and practice mm -hmm. of this set of religions mm -hmm. and so they would come together kind of away from prying eyes and and teach and learn and do ritual together and dance and sing mm -hmm. and and had formed this almost like a regional community hub where people come mostly from around where the festival is but then a lot of them from all over there's somebody up here i know from texas uh somebody is down here from minnesota from michigan i mean they've mm -hmm. come from all over it's really mm -hmm. fascinating a Michigander or a Michigander. Michigander. Yeah. Michigander. Yeah, I can't I can't do a Michigan accent very well. <laughs> Michigander. Something like that. Michigander. <laughs> <laughs> when, when I was a desk clerk, I would play that game with myself when they come in to people would come in to check in. I would oh. try and figure out where they were from before <laughs> I found out. You know, and I don't I wouldn't question them or anything, but I would talk to them listen to it and I got I got fairly good. The yeah. Midwest uh the Midwest accent is the one that is the hardest for me to uh in, imitate. If I try, I just can't. They're I don't get their the way they do it, but I like to listen to it. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. And I'm sure they um they can tell their accent apart, like they can listen to it and go, oh, that's an Illinois accent. Yeah. Just like people where we are, they can go, oh, that person's from North Georgia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure you're Somebody right. Somebody just walked through and he stopped and he turned back in the doorway and he said, there's an Illinois accent? <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Chicago. <laughs> Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> oh golly i love accents though it's I nice to, nice to be back in tennessee where i can have my real accent yeah. because i've been doing my teaching accent because <laughs> i was in the midwest and right. in the midwest i was afraid they might not understand my appalachian patois <laughs> but now i'm in middle tennessee so they've heard it all oh yeah they're they're ready their ears are ready for it their ears are ready to receive so let, let me ask you a question. Well, first of all, I want to tell you that every time I think of the Puff Festival, I always hear that Puff the Magic Dragon. 
don't know what why. Built on. The logo for the festival is a dragon. It's all about Puff the mag- Magic Dragon. Are you kidding? Wow. I mean, I, I think so. That's I don't awesome. know that anybody ever gave me a lecture on it, but maybe they did. I don't that know. is awesome. Well, that was just something that occurred to me that I didn't know if it told you or not. That's the way my brain works sometimes. But <laughs> uh, the the other thing is I, I have all, I've talked to people who they basically think that all pagan festivals are just uh, burning man with with uh, a private list and private event. <laughs> yeah, well, they're not. I mean, there are some festivals that are a little bit wilder than other festivals, but not not too many of those because people people don't people may choose not to come to a festival because they really aren't religionists. They're just people that like to be outside playing and partying. Yeah. So when the idea of a burn came along, you didn't even have to pretend you were pagan anymore. You could just go to a burn and be outside and there'd be a big fire, mm-hmm. lots of fellowship, sharing of food. There might be dancing. It depends on the burn, I guess. So there were a lot of people who fell away from pagan festivals because it wasn't the pagan part that they were interested in. It was the festival part. Yeah. So now we have Ren fairs all over the country. Mm-hmm. So people can get dressed up in clothes that are not the usual clothes. And they can go out and eat food that's not their usual food and feel like they're with their people. Right. Well, that's they're important. With, it is important. So they're with their burner tribe. They're with their uh medieval tribe they're with their ren fair tribe they're with their pagan tribe and yeah. now there's now there's pirates at every event that i'm in folks coming in say hey to the weird mountain gals <laughs> hello hello how are you i just lost the game man oh, oh man oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear Somebody's trying to use me to make their girlfriend jealous. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so, Byron. Yeah. Do you remember a festival called The Gathering? And I think it may still happen. Where is it? It's a different place, or it used to be a different place every year. Oh, how cool. There was a a group, I think they were called the Rainbow People. Oh, Rainbow Gathering. Yeah, of course I know that. Oh, you do? Oh, okay. So tell me what you know about it. (laughs) It's a lovely time with lovely free spirits. (laughs) Okay. There, how's that? That was... Very diplomatic. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Now I must know. (laughs) Well, I mean, anytime I'm in, it's a whole whole bunch of people, Uh high as kites, drunk as lords, wearing very little clothes, and not having much sense of personal responsibility. Okay. There, how's that? Well, it seems like that's fairly probably maybe my opinion too but let me tell you they came to robbinsville one year (laughs) oh my god 
it was hor- horrid for the people of the town. Uh-huh. Now, whether they should have been that way or not is not for me to say, but um, there were people who were, they were so high that they were in the road. They were naked. There was an outbreak of, uh, oh, I forget what it's called. It's Cholera. a fairly, no, it's, <laughs> it's one that has to do with fecal matter. Um, oh, E. coli. E. coli. Shigalosis, maybe? Oh, maybe? Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, and they, they found out that it was because they were, you know, doing some unsanitary practices out in the forest out there. And boy, I remember the animals went, went kind of berserk that year when that was going on. <laughs> I, the farm animals, and so it was weird. It was just very, but that, so I don't really have a great impression of it. Because they were, they were just, you know, like you said, there were a lot of people who were just high as kites and drunk as lords and running around naked, <laughs> which mm-hmm. uh, that's what everybody thinks the pagan festivals are. <laughs> no, God, um, I know, but anyway. Much well, more sedate than that. Yeah. Well, I'm not really sure why that's what everybody thought, you know, but anyway, so, and I hadn't thought about that festival for a long time. That was their fantasy of how that is. Yeah. Yeah, evidently. So do you have a favorite festival? Mm. Every festival is my favorite festival. Okay. All right. (laughs) Has it been hard to get back into the, the routine of travel? Mm, in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. It's been really interesting to try to remember everything I have to bring. Yeah. And I've, been, I've been basically on tour <clears throat> for three weeks. Yep. And I packed a separate bag for the first week, but I also had to pack another bag for the second two weeks that had wow. to be ready to go as soon as I got home from the first week, if that makes any sense at mm. all. No, it does. Totally does. And to see, that's one of those things you gotta you gotta know what you're doing. Cause uh, yeah. uh a newbie might not think that way. That's well, not- and having been away from it for several years, it, it had gotten to be pretty ingrained about all the stuff you bring, you know, X number of socks, drawers if you wear drawers, shirts, all that stuff. But now I have to actually think about it. Like, oh, I'm going to be gone for five days. That means I need, and I would have just thrown it all in. So yeah. that's one thing anyway. Well, But I'll, I'll get my festival legs under me again soon, I think. Do you have a pretty busy year coming up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. You sound so happy about it. Well, I am. I am happy about it, but I've been on the road now for what, two and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm ready just to settle down for a little while, but I will be very excited. From from here, I go home for a few days, about ten days, and then um, and then I go to Our Haven for their Midsummer Festival. Oh, and then I go up to um, Wisteria for the Appalachian Summer Solstice, and that's when I'm when I've got. A couple things in between, and then I go to Starwood in July. Wow. So it's a pretty busy, busy festival season, and that's just July. And then there's August, there's September in Scotland, 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a couple places in October. At this point, only a couple places, but that always changes. <laughs> I've even got a festival in November. In November? Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, what about long, Italy? I, I thought it's a were... long festival season. That is. We're going to be, ta- be talking about that in the coming weeks. And that has been rescheduled. We're not sure exactly when, but it's rescheduled for 2024. So okay. not next year, but the year after. Okay, that's probably very smart move. Yeah. Yeah, you'll you'll be so good at the language by then. Oh, well, maybe, maybe, perhaps <laughs> we will. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I wish you the best. I'm I'm still kind of like, how did that happen so fast? You know, it went from being COVID time and nobody's traveling anywhere to boom, you're off yeah. and running. I mean, you didn't. I think the whole nation was like that. It was like, we're tired of COVID and we're not going to have COVID anymore, even though we still have people dying of COVID every day. Mm-hmm. Yep, we do. And it, COVID cases are on the rise in Buncombe County, is what, is what I'm told, is what I've been reading in the news and stuff. But the deaths are still, uh, if you're vaccinated, you're in, yeah. 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 <laughs> And I guess, yeah, my my travel husband, my work husband, Mr. Hanky, has picked up his guitar. So you're going to hear some guitar in in the background. Oh, yay. Mm -hmm. Yes to that. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, how's the writing going? Can you write when you're on the road? Yes, I've gotten the manuscript for the new book with me, and I've so far edited down almost half the chapters so that when I get home, when I get home next week, I'll finish that edit and do add in a couple of rewrites and it's going to be almost ready to turn in. Thank goodness. Because it's due July 1. Oh, well, see, you're doing that. Yeah, I'm doing some work on it, which is good. And of course, I'm talking to people who are practitioners Mm -hmm. and we're just comparing notes on things. It's good. Well, that's one of the things that you like the best about getting out is when you can actually talk with folks and all of that. That's what you oh, always tell me. love that. Yeah. yeah. You know people from everywhere at this point, don't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do, and I like it. And I mostly like them. Yeah, mostly. So, yeah. well, how's the food at the festivals? Well, it's no good. You food know. at festival? Okay. It's not no good. Yeah. It's no good, <laughs> what kind of what kind of food do they have? Well, sandwiches, a lot of sandwiches, um, chips, um, you know, kind of institutional sort of food. Okay. And I, just, I mean, I'm sitting here right now. I had lunch, but there wasn't much to it. So I'm still hungry. And I've eaten about a, a third of a bag of cherries, I think. Oh, nice. Uh, some little Tootsie Roll Pops, little Tootsie Roll, what do we call them now? We don't call them midgets anymore. We call them midgies. Midgies. You know, okay. the little, bit, little bitty ones? Yeah, yeah. I do. Uh, so I've eaten all of that, and I'm still hungry. Well, uh, yeah, you need to go get you some food. Maybe I got a tapeworm <laughs> in North Dakota, you reckon, bro? <laughs> no, I do not think that at all. Oh, no, Brian just was like, yeah, you might have. Well, I hope not. I hope you're not. When you when you get back here, 
I bet you'll love this weather. If uh, you should be here today, it's beautiful. Mm, yeah. It's beautiful here. It's not been too hot yeah. at all. It's just good. Same. It was. It was raining in Hendersonville. Yeah. In '67. Yeah. Uh, with with high of 72 is what they said. Uh, see, that's just perfection. I know it. It it looks like uh, summer, but it feels like spring. Mmm, that is the best. I know it. And, it and I hear the yard man has cut the grass. The yard man cut the grass. I bet it's getting close to ready to cut again. Everything <laughs> is growing. Your sassafras looks so good and healthy. We should harvest some this year. Yeah. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. Oh, sure. There's plenty back there. We used to make. Now I know everyone makes sassafras uh, tea, but we used to make it in a hard candy. That sounds yummy, like whorehound candy. Yeah, yeah. It really it, the process was a lot like taffy, but it mm. didn't have the consistency of taffy. And uh, you could use it for medicine if you wanted to, but it tasted good too. So, <laughs> now, does anybody in your family still do that? I don't know. I don't think so. Mm. I don't think so. That's a shame. As a matter of fact, I'll, I'll ask mom about that and see if she's got the recipe. She's still got some recipes uh, that I haven't even thought about in years, I'm sure. <laughs> well, tell her her daughter from another mother was curious. Okay, I will. Hey, we, what's happened to to your man, Madison Cawthorn? Has he just skunked away into the night? He has. Uh, nobody's really heard from him. Uh, his signs are finally all down around Buncombe County yeah. and Henderson County. Uh, they're uh, they've opened up another investigation into whether or not he uh, had some uh, financial fraud going on. So I'm uh, saying he's just up to no good, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, he was young. He ain't beggar nothing. I don't begrudge him being young and dumb, uh, but but doing it with the taxpayers' money is where I have a problem. Mm -hmm. And you know the the people that he's influenced with his rhetoric, I have a problem with that. You know, but young and dumb, I just expect that. But well, not, a, not as holding an office. And so what can you say? We used to be young and dumb. Put him in office. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Don't even get me going. Yeah. I know. I was on a Zoom this morning. And I basically said, well, and I thought North Carolina had some of the worst politicians in the world. But now I'm in Tennessee. And it's like North Carolina said, we got the worst in Tennessee said, hold my beer. Yeah. And after that, South Carolina handed everybody a mint and julep and got to work. Yeah. And then Florida came over. <laughs> <laughs> and then Texas. Texas. Along yeah. came John. Oh, my God. Yeah. And God. that brought us back to Uvalde. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kind of they may be starting to do some drumming outside. And if they do, I'm going to step out so y'all can hear it. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, everything brings us back there, doesn't it, Uvalde? It does. Well, your cottage, your farmhouse misses you, I'd oh, say. I'm yeah. sure the groundhog did not. The ground, you know, I haven't actually seen or heard the groundhog. I haven't been here as much as I have in the past, you know, but yeah, yeah. I haven't really. The last time I saw him, he was trying to get in under the back porch 
And this is a new thing. This is a new place. Yes, it is a new place. They mostly come in near the oil drum. Right. Yeah. And uh, who he? I think he, he was big, so he might have been a sheik. And mm. I, I just slowly walked to the back door. And I slowly opened it so that it didn't creak. And I stood there and I looked at it for a second and tried to figure out what to do about it. And uh -huh. it saw me and it went. Bleh! And then it turned around and galloped through the backyard and into uh, the woods. And, and I haven't seen one since and haven't heard one since either. Huh. So I don't know. That's probably a coincidence. Who knows? But those boys, they have a bad attitude. Man. Yeah, they're they like the king of the hill, those guys. Uh, they they're think big. they are. They think they are the king of the hill. You know. Um, and I have noticed that uh, we've got two outdoor cats that are not Freddie Mercury. Oh, and, no. Yeah. No, it, it seems to be okay. I think they might belong to the neighbors. They spend a lot of time on that that wooden fence which uh -huh. makes for some beautiful photography if you get a good moon oh nice <laughs> yeah i haven't heard any fighting from them or anything like that but i also have not seen any bunnies this year at all yes <laughs> no bunnies i have not seen any squirrels this year at all i haven't seen any chipmunks out here at all so who knows who knows yeah, um, well, if, if we are a rodent-free yard, that will not hurt me. I'd rather have deer and bear any day. Yeah, now we have had bear, at least one, that I, that I was able to, that I could prove. Um, but I haven't actually seen it. I just saw the results of what he had been eating earlier that day. Um, oh, yeah, so uh, that happened. And other than that, it's been fairly, fairly quiet. Quiet knock on wood at, over here. Um, Good. I like a quiet town. Yeah. Yeah. Freddie, it's interesting because Freddie Mercury and uh, the puppy, I forget his name, uh, have, uh, they've both gotten old. That's oh, it's true, though. I mean, yeah. Freddie Mercury spends a lot of time on this front porch here in the chair yeah. in the wicker chair and yeah. so he, he sleeps in the one wicker chair not the rocking chairs and right up above him is that that nest which yes. is supposed <laughs> to have been a beautiful plant hanger but every year the birds get to it before anything else yeah. happens. well I, I just don't think i could put a plant in it now because it's uh -uh. there uh -uh. yeah i know i couldn't either and uh, he'll sleep right under it and those birds will be going to town feeding their youngins and youngins, and uh, he won't even hear it. It's crazy. <laughs> and the the puppy dog, who is no longer a puppy but an old dog, he, mm -hmm. they they won't let him out much unless they're right with him because uh, he forgets where he's at. So he'll like get in the road and just sit there and kind of bark and be nervous and cry. So they, they go with him in that way. He doesn't get nervous, but it's like, oh, wow, I'm, I can't believe that that's happened. And not to mention the children. They are, are huge. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that it feels like it just happened all at once, but I know it was, 
it was a number of years, but still. So did you did you happen? I don't know if you've been on Facebook today, but I, I only yeah. logged in for the first time oh, recently. Yeah, what what's up? It, uh, did you it may show up on your page? Do you get that memories thing that pops up when you yeah. first log in? Uh yeah. five years ago today was the original picture on Facebook that we use for the uh logo on the podcast. Is it really? How fun it is. is. I'm tempted to share it. It's uh, and it's, you know, we've edited that other picture. We just kind of drew or I, we being I just kind of drew on it. And then you said, well, let's just use it. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember. And, and I had totally forgotten uh, where the circumstances of that photo. Do you remember? We were having lunch somewhere, I think. But I don't remember what we were talking about. Stevens Pub or Charlotte Street Pub or whatever they call yeah. it now. Yeah, yeah, I think that's where we were. Yeah. Well, I, I, it wasn't just us because I did not take that picture. Okay. And um, I believe huh. that we had gotten together to talk about that author that threw all that shade at us when he or at me specifically. Yes, to, that yeah. might be it. Yeah. And then I remember doing that album cover, the Beltane yes. Babes or something like yes, that. Or yes. Bells or something. Beltane <laughs> Bells. Yep. So that's where it was all at. That's what it was about. I'll get that's that original funny. picture yeah, and I'll put it up on that. the Weird Mountain page. Let's do that. That'd be yeah. great. And other than that, you know, I could keep you on the phone all evening. I really could because I like hearing your stories. Um, and I like, it's kind of like living vicariously, but uh, I know I need to let you go so you can find some real food. I did. Well, I'm not, the dinner won't be ready for a couple of hours, but I need to go down to the vendor's room and see if I can sell a few books. I'm yeah, not, go sell, sell a few books. Out, I've, I've sold out of two of them and, oh, cool. and a couple others only have one or two. So I might sell some books today and tomorrow. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I'm You're just going to be take home. You're going to be there doing the do. Well, doing tell uh, tell the yard man Gomez hello from me. I will. I will. And I'm sure he would say it back if he was here right now. So <laughs> if he knew I'd said it. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. And be careful on the road. And we'll, just enjoy and we'll yourself. See you. We'll yeah. see you next week. And uh, you, be, you be careful out there with this crazy ass from Yeah. Hey, thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have, so I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. W-Y-R-D Mountain Gals. W-Y-R-D.